following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. the words to our theme song stampeding to another victory <laughs> they look too young <laughs> someone's gotta know ah yes here it is it's already thursday of seahawks week inside the swbc podcast studio and we all made it safely back from the thanksgiving holiday how is everybody and that was a stampede we saw. We, it and was. I Seems am, like a long time ago now. I am tired. You well, tired we from all the didn't go out of town. I am tired. Man. Yeah, tired from your holiday weekend? Went yeah, to but it was work, though. It was work. It was oh, the work. bayou. Yeah, man, I had to walk all up and down Canal Street. Boy, my calves are killing me. Mm. Poor kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we lost, too, in dramatic fashion. But you won oh, half. Really? Yes. You won we, half we lost at the one-yard line. Come on, man. We lose the one-yard line. Was it as what do you mean the... you lost at the one-yard line? We couldn't punch it in. We were like, oh. yeah, we were we... like the Cowboys versus, uh, what, the Browns. Was it back in 1994, I think it was. Couldn't punch That's it in. That's right. Novacek ended at the one-yard line. Out That's the way Before they can run another That's play. That's the way it happened. Mm. But we decided you won halftime. Ah, okay. You did. <laughs> he course. didn't even watch halftime. I no, did. No, no, no. Oh, okay. no, halftime is that's that's you know as much of a spectacle as the game. Right. Is. Yeah. Would you rather lose that way or lose the way Auburn lost? Man, <laughs> on fourth and goal from the up, thirty-one, <laughs> I've, I've kind of lost like Auburn lost in my life. So yeah, that's kind of happened before. So I know what they feel. So. That was the last play, right? The last play. Very last play. The very last play. So what were they doing in, like, man coverage? I, did, I didn't watch it live. I wasn't sure what was. I, I, I don't know if it was man coverage. I saw much. the play, it wasn't, though. It wasn't man coverage. It was, it was scramble just drill. the guy just matched up with him. It wasn't man coverage. I think he just matched up with him. Because you the know? quarterback floated out to the left. Yeah, so he was like, okay, was, let me, now t- it's let scramble me drill. to this guy. But it's it was, CD doing his thing. What's that? On scramble drill. Where yeah. CD gets there open. And so that wide go. receiver yeah. found an opening in the exactly. back but of the Why don't I have exactly. 11 guys across this goal line? First of all, you don't need to have nine guys back there rushing two. You, you can't give a quarterback all the time in the world. you got to give pressure so that they don't sit Same back there. Same thing happened in the Eagles do game Roger, yesterday. Do Brett, Brett, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. You, don't, you can't do that. Anymore. Same thing happened in the Eagles game yesterday. Where Jalen, back of the end zone, and then you got yeah. Micah Hyde and Poyer, who right. are two of the best defense. Now they're Buffalo is missing their best defensive back. He's been out all year, Tredavious White. Well, yeah. Hyde, but, Hyde, but, but Hyde, he looked like a little teenager. Hyde and Poyer <laughs> treated, are back there, and Zacchaeus. Him. He treated him like a teenager. I've never seen. He, what was, I don't understand why he was so meek. 
You know what I mean? He let the guy push off on him. He just looked like he wasn't ready for the ball to come. I mean, this is what you're supposed to be ready for. He acted like he wasn't ready at all. You know, the, the jump was meek. The effort was, 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 was meek to me. I was, I was very surprised that he was a veteran defensive back. He played like a rookie on that play. Do you realize, I know we haven't like got into what we're supposed to get in. Who cares? But <laughs> We never do. Uh, the Cowboys are like two makeable plays from being tied for first base. Mm-hmm. Place. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. The Kansas City game, guy doesn't catch the winning touchdown pass at the goal line. And then in this game, the guy's wide open in the end zone, and he looks left, and the pass goes right. And he doesn't turn around soon enough. If he turns around, he could have adjusted, right? And I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? But it's two plays. They would be three losses right yeah, now. That's right. And yet. They continue to find ways to win. They do. You, got, you and, have to respect that. And now yep. you have to respect we're it. about to find out to the next two weeks just how good Philadelphia really is. Yep. But the officiating yesterday, mm-hmm. that's what yep. got me. That's what got well, me. Well, they've been blessed. They've been extremely blessed. Every time they blessed. pulled out a close game. Playing at home, they just, I don't know, the officiating, there was a couple calls yesterday that weren't um, in favor of kosher. the Bills they whatsoever. <laughs> oh, but I I got to tell you this stuff because it was hilarious. So I'm, I'm coming back from here. It was not quite halftime of the game, and I'm listening to Sirius Radio. And so I'm listening to the Eagles broadcast of the first half. I was listening to some of that. Did you listen to the part when they ran? They were tr- they were struggling on offense, right? And it's it's it was the Philadelphia Network broadcast, Merrill right? Reese on WIP, right? Mm-hmm. And at one point, legendary. they're struggling on offense, and they called like a quarterback run. And it didn't work. Got stopped for like zero yards or one yard. And the analyst goes, boy, was that weak. <laughs> he didn't like the play call. Was that Mike Quick? I don't the analyst know on there? I can't was. remember. If it's Philadelphia, yeah. But it, it had it that. Was. I think it was and, Mike Quick. And there was this Philadelphia Northeast kind of matter of fact of broadcasting the game, right? <laughs> they came back from break, and it was just before halftime, and it's been pouring down rain, right? Just pouring down rain. And the play-by-play goes, guy goes, I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking – this Philadelphia offense is about as dreary as the weather. <laughs> and I just started laughing like they were giving them hell on their own broadcast. Well, that's Philly boy. Right? Here's what I actually that's heard. I, I think I heard this right. It hurts through an interception. I, w- I was on the elliptical at the time, and I so I wasn't was bef- watching. I missed that. But yeah. I, I, Merrill Reese said, as they came back from a break, said – what chances do you give us of winning this game the way this thing has started without Lane Johnson at tackle? Yes, and, yes, and, yes. 
there's been three sacks, and what chance do you have of us getting uh, this win today? And, and about that time, Hurts threw an interception. <laughs> but, but, quick, quick said, well, if you would have asked me that before he threw the interception, I'd say pretty good chance, but now I don't think so. And then, he, and then later, Quick goes, Quick goes, we got more problems than Lane Johnson missing. <laughs> oh, no. And yet. And yet they came they back, came and, back. back and won. So uh-huh. here we are. Mm-hmm. And here we are with the Cowboys on the practice field. Again, because it is a regular work week for the Cowboys from Thursday to Thursday, which makes this Thursday of their week, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. And How confusing is that? And yeah. they were here on Wednesday on Sunday, by the way. <laughs> well, and there was two of us here, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah? Vicki and I had to text him yesterday morning to make sure – we were going to be there for Wednesday, mm-hmm. yesterday. So we came up to the facility yesterday, went into the locker room, talked to a few guys, press conference later on. So. E- emphasis on few. Duran Bland? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Mike McCarthy. I actually waited for that. I was. That's why I was watching the game here, the first half of the oh, okay. Eagles game. Or I started watching. No, I was watching New Orleans and Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. New Orleans couldn't figure out how to score. That, that shows how that shows how weak the schedule was on Fox on Sunday. That was where, the local. Game. Uh, that was the best the best noon game they could find to send to the nation was New Orleans Atlanta. That's what happens when you play three games on Thursday, and one on Friday, and then have the regular Monday night game. But uh, it was a good game on Jacksonville and Houston on CBS yes, yesterday. I watched the end and then of that. the decision had to be made by our people at CBS whether to give the locals. Philadelphia Buffalo, which was an easy decision, or Kansas City and Las Vegas, which made my Texas Tech grad wife not very not happy, happy with that one. <laughs> so, but having said that, we did have a game on Thursday, didn't we? Yes, we did. An and what a game, game it was! Yes, yeah, it was fun. Well, the whole day was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a Thanksgiving game that kind of brought so much joy to so many people in so many different respects right uh between um okay the cowboys winning by a bundle uh deron bland breaking the record (laughs) the salvation army red kettle jump-ins and turkey legs and then dolly uh how did jerry describe it better than one of the best days I've had in my Cowboys history. And somebody said, including the, be- the Super Bowls? And he goes, might have been better. Wow. No, no. <laughs> that and that's how true. Cowboys Nation responded. That can't be true. Well, it wasn't. He was, he was caught up in the moment. He the was. win, I mean, I the win wasn't This better. time in his life. Right uh-huh. at eighty plus years old. I mean, yeah, that, I think uh-huh. he means it. It means yeah. it means That's a lot right. because of where he is in his life. And yeah. it was the whole atmosphere, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Dolly coming out and yeah. the cheerleader. Yeah. Did you know that? So was that's kind of that's kind of how he made it. I may yeah. have had an idea. You might have had an that, idea. Mm-hmm. It was it was, it just made everybody smile, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was just she's so genuine, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty neat day. And the, the return. Was how about that? Pretty damn impressive. So when did he play wide receiver? 
In high school or did he play in college? It was he said in high school when we talked to him. He had to be pretty good. But on his on his college bio at uh, Fresno, because he was at three years at Sacramento State and then he was at Fresno State, and it said nothing. It on his collegiate bio, it says nothing about anything in offense in high school. Doesn't mean he didn't play offense in high school. He mm-hmm. obviously said he played offense, but he was known as a defensive player yeah. even in high school. So he played both ways yeah. in high school. Well, he saw the interception coming from a mile away, right? Yeah, but the interception, that was easy. It that, was, that's it was getting to the end zone. Was that easy. was the easy yeah. part. The horrible pass. The crowd roar. Yeah. The crowd roar when he split through the three that's the, that's the part that Washington players the at the 10-yard oh, yeah. line. That was, uh, there that's, was the, that's not a gimme. There was, was the crowd roar. There was the crowd roar when he had the pick, okay, at the back of the 40 yard line. Now. Okay, like, and then yeah. it kind of dies down again again. And then <laughs> when he broke through the three Washington players at the 10-yard line, I thought Corey Seeger hit another home run. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was an extra oomph uh, with the crowd roar. And then it was it became the greatest day in Cowboys history at that point. And then when he, when he talked about it, it was like, well, what were you thinking when you picked the ball off? And he goes, well, let's go. Let's yeah. go get it. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, but he's not going to get by the quarterback. Yeah, you got three people, man. There's and no way you can just anticipate you're going to get, get I don't, there. And I don't care if those three people have never made a tackle in their life. There's still three people right, there. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and they look like they never made a tackle in their lives. Because that's what he made so. them and, and, and Mr. Humble decided, oh, I'm going to celebrate. So he spikes the ball, uh-huh. right? And now then everybody else the gets there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, you're going in the kettle. Yeah. But, but what stood out to me in the end zone, it was a fifth-round pick, Deron Bland, mm-hmm. And two former rookie free agents, Wanye Thomas and Marquise Bell, were in the end zone. And I saw that, and I said, somebody needs a picture of that. Look where these three guys came from, and look where they are right now. And they made sure they got them in the red kettle. Like they that did. would be like a you picture of Cliff cred- Harris, Drew Pearson, there. and Everson Walls. But yes. But it was, and then, they, and then planting the turkey legs in there, and the, the whole bit was, I was, just, I was, it was I was, great. I was actually with uh, Marquise's uh, relative, the one that in the beginning told me told to you look out keep for Keep an eye on her. And so I, was, I visited her this weekend along with my wife. So to be able to, you know, she doesn't watch much football, but to be able to tell her, Marquise Bell, your, your cousin is a starter for the Dallas Cowboys right now. So all the concern that they had about him early on in training camp, you know, because he's kind of introverted type of guy, uh, they are feeling so proud of him right now because, you know, his, not, his journey's not over. Right. But he's definitely far ahead of where he thought he would be at this point. His introversion is starting to lift. He'll actually command a, mm-hmm. uh, an interview with a bunch of people around him and do well. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I wonder who did well on our picks this past week. Ah. Let's get to that when Mix Shots <laughs> continues in a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, 
They've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite and the Cool. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so much to get to. Looking ahead to Seattle on Thursday, and so much to get to. Looking back at Thursday, since it's our first time to get together uh, since then. And we want to look at our picks first, get that out of the way. Yes, I think so. I think we we all did. Can we bring in uh, Producer Supreme here to Uh, just (laughs) remind us all of our pod picks? What were the pod picks? She's speaking up a lot now. You that know, was the score of the game? Was that what score it was? Score of the game. Score, score of, the game. of the game. Should we I start there? If Producer Supreme <laughs> has it. Huh. Okay. Well, I, I remember bet, mine. I bet Savannah has it. I have. Oh, Everson. My score was 35 to 20. Bah. Nope. No good. <laughs> <laughs> Savannah's score. Let me say this. Spag's score was 30 to 17. No good. No good. <laughs> you know, you can't go over when you predict this. What do you mean you can't you go can't over? You can't go over. What do you Once mean? You go it's not over, like the done. price is right. Once That's you right. Go, yes, it's true. It is like <laughs> Now you're changing right. the rules it in the middle no, of the game. Those rules have never been changed. <laughs> Bill had 52 to 20. On hmm, second, th- <laughs> wait, thirty. No, that was the first guess. On second thought, right? No, no it was first. Oh, my that was my first. pick to click was different. Uh, so I, that's a thirty-two point margin. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but they it's, won it's, by no, thirty-five, no, 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 right? No, okay. their score was only forty-five. Forty-five. To yours, 10, yours 35 was point fifty-two. <laughs> Which means that you, to you are also Okay, let's get to Savannah. Savannah, however, she might have doubled up on us. Forty to fourteen. Ooh. Pretty damn close. Close one. Twenty-six point win. And I, I, I when I we have a little, you know, three-way uh, 
tweet. Which, I, which by the way, Savannah, uh, I said. Stop, I, stop, stop. I no, said, we up. need to add to no, Savannah no, no. to our group I text. was the one that said, hey, guys, give me Savannah's number, which I was Everson was the only one that reached out. Yeah. And then that's when Bill comes after the fact. Oh, yeah, hey, I need Savannah's number. So, also, and she also, said Turpin would get a touchdown. Mm, now, that wins. It's, nah, little, because she said, correct, she I specifically said special teams. I did want a special teams touchdown. Mm-hmm. He now, did have a touchdown, however. Oh, no, so. that's amazing. That was, I, I, we're ready to kind of give you that. But, okay, Spag said D Law would have multiple sacks. Did that happen? No. No. So you you blew it on both <laughs> both points. Bill said Marquise would have a touchdown. Did I, I, that I changed it. I changed that one. To what? I changed when it did to you change be, it. I changed it because <laughs> I don't remember all of this. No, Mickey knows. I changed it. <laughs> no, he I, later that day. Later that day. <laughs> I said on our group text, which you aren't a part of, Savannah, <laughs> which will you will now be a part of. On the group text, I said no. <laughs> I need to change my pick. I can't believe I didn't do this on the air. Uh-huh. The pick to click on Thanksgiving Day is Cooks. Mm-hmm. Every cook is a pick to click. So I'm going with Cooks. And what he do? I don't know about that one. I think he scored a touchdown. Yeah, he did. And by the way, Bell is going to be my pick to click on Christmas Eve. Okay, so hold up. Silver hold up. Bell. My, mine was, okay, 35-20. Uh. And then I had Pollard. I said 100 yards from scrimmage. Mm. That's right. I well, said how many that. did he have? I believe he had almost 100 exactly. He had 13 carries for 79 yards. And receiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 come oh, on. Oh, you said now. from scrimmage. From scrimmage, uh, yeah, Mr. Ant. Yeah, you, uh, you okay. ant too early. Uh, 24 yards. What's 79 plus 24? Come on, man. That's 100. Come on. 103. Come on. on. So I'm, I'm, I'm right behind her. I'm right behind her. She's so I'll, we're all I'll in give, agreement. I'll give it all to to, to Savannah. We're Thank all in you. agreement. Savannah wins. Savannah wins, and mm-hmm. I get a close second. Feasted on Thanksgiving. There you go. So now we need we need to put this in. You can't go over. Okay. The price is right. Bob yes. Barker has yes. spoken. You can't and you over. can't and you can't keep coming up with gimmicks, okay? <laughs> right. And changing your mind, you know. I told afterwards. The last thing I told him, but you need to take this more seriously. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and the reason I came up with fifty two points, the most points the Cowboys had ever scored on Thanksgiving yeah. Day was fifty one against Seattle, fifty one to seven mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty. I just had a feeling the home streak was going to continue and they were going to keep scoring big at home. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Now 13 straight at home. In uh, seven games this season, but winning more than 20 points. and Which five, ties the all-time records at 1968. Five of those at home, right? Mm-hmm. Every home game, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes, yeah. that's yes. right. Yep. Well, they're three-fourths of the way towards my four-game winning streak. One more to go till they get to Philadelphia. They're three fifths of the way. There's another three fifths away to my five game winning streak. Well, you had to get to nine and three, right? And if it wasn't for those two passes that the opponent screwed up, they would have been tied for first right Mm -hmm. now. Two of them. They still have a chance to be tied for first after the game on December 10th. Yes. 
Philadelphia lose to San Francisco this week and then to Dallas the next week, and we're all tied up, headed in stretch run of the season. Man, they can pull off some stuff. That's all I know. you got to earn it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you this this schedule yep. coming down in December for for both teams, Philly and Cowboys. Philly's gets easier, but but right but now the, Philly is that's a, the credit to them is they're going through their rugged stretch right mm-hmm. now and they're unbeaten through it. Figuring so far. out how to win, mm-hmm. and they have Miami this weekend, correct? Is it my? I thought it was San Francisco. Is it, or is it San Francisco? I think it's San. I don't, let me look. Let me look. And they, and they do play Miami. Eventually. They already played Miami. They already played, they already they played, played Miami. Miami. Yeah. It's that San was Fran- part of this stretch. It's San Francisco. San Fran. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's when uh, Tyree Hill dropped And San Francisco's ball. playing well now. They got it back together. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you look at the NFC, now with Detroit losing to Green Bay on Thanksgiving Day, yes, I think you clearly put Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas top three teams in the NFC. No doubt. Detroit just, you Detroit's know, they're good, right but they just don't know how to, you know, win yet. They, they don't know how to be a target. They're a target this year. By the way, Green Bay is – I like what Jordan Love is doing. They're starting to sneak into this mm-hmm. thing. And with their young uh, receiving core. So my standings say that Green Bay is 5-6 and six right now, and that's really only one game away from the wild card uh, berth. Buff, oh, I don't care about it. Because Seattle comes in here at 6-5. Seattle, 6-5. And five. Six and five. Minnesota six and five. By the way, Seattle plays here, and then they play at San Francisco. Having just lost to San Francisco on Thursday night, mm-hmm. then they play at Dallas, and they get San Francisco again, and then they get Philadelphia. How about the stretch for them? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they preceded that by losing at the Rams, who I mean, Sean McVay is doing a great coaching job with the Rams, mm-hmm. and they've got Stafford back. Well, but and. So so Seattle comes in here staring if they lose to Dallas they'll be 6 and 6 and San Francisco and Philadelphia they're staring 6 and 8 in the face. And then in the hot race in the south it's a two-way tie for first at 5 and 6. 5 and 6. With and a, now Tampa Bay at 4 and 7 only one game off the pace. Is that crazy? And Carolina fires their coach this morning. Well, who's going to get fired this week? And the, Col- and the, Col- the, and the Colts are still doing pretty well without Frank. Frank yeah, yeah. Which I'm surprised at that. You know, I thought Frank would really show him. You know, I thought he'd take some receipts, as the young people say these days. Uh-huh. Nah, not this, not with the Panthers, not with that. You team. know what's happened for the Colts? that's helped them is their rookie quarterback got hurt, <laughs> and they got a veteran. To yeah. Carolina would have a better record if Andy Dalton was their quarterback, right? But I bet that was an organizational decision mm-hmm. that this guy had to start. Yep. And then they so CJ Stroud's count. Uh, CJ Stroud just got a coach fired. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Mm-hmm. Or the Cowboys did for beating these teams so badly. Now that's one thing that that I've noticed. When the Cowboys beat a team, I mean they it's it's they they dismantled the entire team. Well, they fired. Jack Del Rio. Yeah, I mean people people are losing jobs. You know they're not just winning the game. They're you know they're messing up a whole. How about the how about Carolina though making this decision in the first year, eleven games in, to their first year for this head coach here? Think of the financial decision that is that David Tepper just made. It's basically. I mean, going rate right on head coaches in this league, you would think six million a year, five years, 
that's six million. That's thirty million dollars there, plus the coaching staff. It, you know, basically gets turned over when a new coach comes on. That's that's a forty million dollar mistake or decision. Go ask A and M. Yeah, but not only that, he, the season's not even over. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it just, <laughs> I mean, it didn't even give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless you know who you want to hire. But we, okay, when you look at Frank Wright, you know he's a guy that you would think could communicate with a quarterback with the potential. And communicate right with now. an owner, yeah. who, who just who just signed me. You just signed me. You knew that. You pretty much knew this was going to happen. They probably there were going to be growing be pains. Bad, yeah, you know, but right. they knew it was going to be growing pains. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he expected. Not like this means anything, but Tepper's worth twenty billion. I don't think yeah. <laughs> forty million is 40 not. Million is like, Are they worried? Like <laughs> Just letting you know. It's like forty bucks. Yeah, like, okay, forty bucks. There you go. Go ahead. Get out of here. But, but even, six billion dollars is how much he's worth. Having said that, yeah, he's worth a lot of money, but the, but it still doesn't bode well for the operations. You know, now unless he has someone else in mind, what do you do now? You know, you're going to still – how are you going to find someone better than Frank? Maybe he's got a college coach that he wants to hire. Maybe. And he wants to get a jump start on it. Harbaugh? He's going to get uh, – college is almost over, Harbaugh? right? Or – Just conference championships. Guy who coached uh, Bryce Young in college. Yeah. Bill O'Brien is New England. As a coordinator. As so a that's coordinator. A, that's a – yeah. Hmm. I thought they, they got a, I assume they're not firing Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe you thought Saban was ready to come back. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that would be a story. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Mickey, you got your legal pad filled with I stuff. I do. And we want to get to that when we come back here yes. on Mix Shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Hellgate's going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. 
That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back to mixed shots. Experience the most electrifying, electrifying event of the holiday season, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza, powered by Reliant. Every Friday and Saturday night, now through December 16th, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza ignites the star in Frisco with an unforgettable holiday performance showcasing 65 performers, including the world-renowned Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Santa Claus, and appearances from your favorite Dallas Cowboys football heroes. Visit thestardistrict.com for more info. Okay, Mickey, tell us what you got on your legal pad. I've got a note here that says Shaq Leonard is coming in for a visit tomorrow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, that was in some notes So I yesterday. did a little bit of research on this. Um, I was told, so it was game day, I guess, um, that they had put a call in to whoever they needed to call to kind of research this, and they were going to, um, kind of look at it. Um, their their initial fear was there were other teams that were very interested in him, and they were including the Eagles too. By the way, I think you point out that the Eagles lost Nicole Nicole Dean Nicole Dean, uh, and the, they were there was multiple teams that were going to be interested in him. So now uh, it could come down to money. Uh, but it also could come down to since uh, the Colts are on the books for his base salary this year, and they they made this decision knowing that they were going to have to account for $27 million in dead money by releasing him. And so it was like, well, why are they doing this? And I, I he attended – the Colts game on Sunday and they showed him on the big board and he got a standing ovation. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, whoever made that decision, I wonder (laughs) if management was happy with Mm -hmm. uh, that video. Uh, So I decided to kind of look into this thing. And obviously he's had back problems in 2022. He had two surgeries for nerve damage Mm -hmm. uh, in his back. He only played three games. But this year he started nine games, but he was going to be benched. Um, And so I decided to kind of look on how he played in his last three games. And he's got 65 tackles this season. And in week eight, he had... 11 tackles against New Orleans in a loss. In week nine, he had 10 against Carolina in a win. win. And in week 10, he had nine tackles against New England in a 10-6 win. So he was playing. Mm -hmm. He was starting. uh, And then they basically told him he wasn't going to start anymore. So it's kind of a curious decision by the Colts, unless they decided they wanted to move forward with younger guys. Um, but I think the Cowboys saw that he, you know, was pretty active while he was playing, even though technically, from what I read, he wasn't playing at the same level he did 
to win all those uh, Pro Bowls and all pros at a linebacker, and they were kind of changing how they were going to play their defense. But, you know, when I saw their, their uh, starting lineups and where he played, he was like a weak side linebacker. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of meeting they have. They might not. It might not be about money. It might be about him saying, "Well, where can I go and have a chance to win in the playoffs?" Mm-hmm. Meaning, probably a Super Bowl. Yeah. So we'll see if it, you know, what happens. The good thing about him is he's he's ready to play. This is not like Rashawn Evans mm-hmm. had been sitting on his couch. Right. Now the downside is is you got to look at his health, and then how much is it going to cost you? So it'll be interesting to see uh, where they go. How with bad this is one. that back, right? Yeah. That's what we want to find out. And his visit is tomorrow. Yeah, real Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, even though tomorrow's Friday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> couple of uh, primary players on the Cowboys' defense, a couple of starters have played with him before in Indianapolis. Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore last year and Malik Hooker. So they should know. So they have a pretty good read him. from a player standpoint what kind of guy and he is. And a connection. A yep. connection yep. for him That's to true. say, well, I've yep. played with these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, having said that, I don't know that linebacker's been their problem with the play of Damone Clark and Marquise Bell has been pretty good. Um, you know, they finally uh, got Evans into the game on Thursday he ended up playing where's my note here hmm I think I think he had 15 <laughs> defensive snaps I think the way Dan Quinn uses his personnel on defense any second level linebacker level player I mean he use them in a variety of ways right uh, and you it, it would be prudent to add, to fortify that position. Uh, as much as you can I agree, Bill. going forward uh, just to make sure that you're set there because it's important, you know, on down the road in December, January, February. Right. To, to make sure that you're you're set at that position, because you think about it, they didn't they didn't really replace Anthony Barr uh, in free agency last year. What they did they with DeMarvion Overshone, okay, that was the replacement. Well, he goes down, and so then Marquise mm-hmm. Bell moves mm-hmm. from safety to there, which has been great. He's more of a hybrid, though. And he's a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. still a hybrid. And he's more, you know, we'll see where J. Ron Curse is with his uh, back that kept him out of the game on Thursday. But, and he's still a hybrid. And, and, and That's right. And so those – so – this would be a player that would be more along the lines of your traditional linebacker who's That's a right. great pass defender as well and when he's healthy. Uh, but I think with the Van Der Esch injury, yeah, yeah, you bring in Rashawn Evans, but also I would go this guy. Because what if you what if you have another injury? And where and, are you? And Evans, yeah. So help remind me, did they they did put Evans on the fifty three, right? 
Yes. They had, yes. To, they had yes. to finally move yes. him up. That was, so you're you're sort of one injury away that from was, having problems. And, you know, they got, had the injury last week. Junior Fajoko goes down with his injury. Yeah. Which Shocking. shot Evans right. That's right. to the 53. Yeah, injuries come out of nowhere. Speaking of injuries, you mentioned J. Ron Kirst. So Mike McCarthy did say today that he will participate in the majority of practice today, mm. getting increased <clears throat> reps from what he did yesterday. And they had a jog through yesterday so i guess we'll find out if he's and on he the said, field behind us and after. he said curse took like half the snaps yesterday but it was at a slower pace so today will be the only practice really a practice even though i'm sure they don't have pads on i didn't think i saw them when they went out there but at least they had their helmets on so this will be so this was a f- kind of a big headline on a wire story about san francisco Uh, uh, Seattle being confused about the week because they were trying to explain to him that this is really Thursday. It's not, you know, whatever. (laughs) And uh, and they were making a big deal out of him. I go, what's the big deal? Do you ever play on Thanksgiving before? (laughs) They have. You have? Yes. And maybe they didn't play back-to-back, but usually they try to do that for the teams that are playing on Thanksgiving to play. Yeah, I don't know of any time where they – have had a team that played on th- like the Cowboys where you would play Thursday to Thursday and your opponent the thought on the second Thursday would be a team that played on Sunday. Uh, they don't do that. Yeah, they try to that's what yeah. they've been trying to do yeah. of late. Uh and cut down on the travel too by the way. Um but yeah, I thought that was that was uh, amusing to me. But anyway, yeah, from an injury standpoint, they're he was the only guy anybody asked about was Curse, so uh, they should be in pretty good shape there. That's good. That's good. So what, what else you, from, from? So are you guys for signing Leonard if he'll I'm for play it. for a, a reasonable amount of money? We need we need, but, a, plus true, it's we probably, need a true linebacker. We need a true linebacker, and it's probably like, like for what, what? What's left? Uh, six games. Six, five games. What are we at? Eleven. We're on six, week. Three? We're going into week thirteen, so we'll have six games left, right? No. Six. So the record is eight and three. Yeah. Six games left. So nine. 11, this is the end of the six. second trimester, yeah, which is right. confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the confusing because we we have. Six games in the first trimester, six games in the second trimester, but only five in the third trimester. Well, maybe the first round of the the playoffs counts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Sounds like the coach is in favor of an 18-game season to even out his trimesters. And if he's not (laughs) – unless somebody gives him a long-term deal, which I can't imagine they'll do – you're just paying him for this year, and he can be a free agent. And then next year. we see what happens next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I think the uh, connections we have <clears throat> with Hooker and and uh, Gilmore, Gilmore, that should help. Mm-hmm. It really should. It really should. And then you have a little bit more depth at the linebackers. Let's spot. see how that back is, though. Yeah, they yeah. got it. That's what they've got to check. Is. Yeah, because everything like, I've read, he has it, but he's. Made a lot of tackles, yeah. uh, just maybe not as bad. He only has two tackles for losses, mm-hmm. and they zeroed out on everything else when I looked up his stats. I realize it's been four days now, I guess, since Thanksgiving Day and that great win. Uh, anything else from that win, though, that sticks in your mind four days later that was a 
made it so special. We talked about some of it, but there was so much that happened that was, you know, the thing about it, it was a close game going to the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. These They it's dominated like, in the fourth. But it's like, you know what? In college, I had a roommate that had a piranha. We had a fish tank with a piranha in it. No I, didn't, way. I didn't expect that. I right. was like, what? Where's this story okay. going? And on Friday afternoons, he would feed the piranha. Only once a week? Yeah. He would starve the, the piranha all week, and then on Friday afternoons, he would feed the piranha. And so we would have watching piranha watching That's parties. That's what I was going to say. They probably had beers and just <laughs> watched the piranha. Wow, they the really piranha. tore that thing up. What? I was not a part of this. What did he feed? How big was the tank? Yeah, what right. did he, and what it did he use? It was a tank about four, four feet wide. It was a big tank, whatever. And so he would go get some goldfish. No. <laughs> anyway. The cute little goldfish. Uh-huh. Probably ate I, it. I wasn't a part everything. of this. It was my roommate who did it. He eats I'm, everything. I'm not party to it, okay? I just sort of well, observed. He, he kept it on the seafood diet. But that's what I get the feeling. <laughs> in the, it was a, don't stick your hand in there. No. Uh, no. Piranhas like hands. So how did we get to the piranha for yeah. Thanksgiving? I feel like. In the fourth quarter, it early fourth quarter frenzy. of these games, I have a flashback to my roommate's piranha <laughs> in college, and it, it's like, all right, here and that it is. was the fourth quarter. As soon as that happened, like, like I have to look, see what happened. In the fourth quarter, it was a 20 to 10 game. Yeah. And then, so we get to the fourth quarter, and Aubrey kicks a field goal to go up. 23 to 10. Did he miss an extra point? Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, he That's did. Crazy. 23 to 10. <laughs> At that point, he had That's missed. That was the, the point. Four. That was the point where all of a sudden I got this feeling that, okay, it's piranha time. But actually, it was Micah time. He had a sack on the first play. Mm-hmm. And then Hankins had a sack yep. on a fourth and one yep. play. Yep. And then after that, it was the CD touchdown, and it's 31 to 10 with 10:32 left. And then after that, it's the Cavante touchdown. It's 38 to 10, and then Duran Blanton. That was the feeding frenzy, yeah. and that was the Friday afternoon mm-hmm. piranha time. And this has happened multiple times over the last that, year, ha- including the, the Indianapolis game. On last the year. other side of that, that's what makes me nervous about playing on the road. Mm-hmm. Because we don't exhibit that on the road, so therefore those games are always closer. Well, they did it, and then we have to, we have problems when we feel the pressure. Well, it certainly helped that Riverboat Ron goes for it on fourth and one at his mm. own thirty-four. <laughs> I could have told him that one guy turn out well. <laughs> and you know they make stupid mistakes like that. The opposition. That's, he's not the first coach to come in and do like the Giants. They came in with the stupid play calls. I mean, I understand it's 23-10, but still, at your own 34. They blow themselves mm-hmm. up. And then Hankins, mm-hmm. Hankins, of all people, gets his second sack of the game. You're right. <laughs> of all people. <laughs> and then after the Cowboys scored, they faced fourth and four at the <laughs> Dallas 35 and went for it again. Well, at least it was at the 35, but it didn't take long for Turpin to run a hell of a route to uh, – get open on the touchdown on third and six. You know what was the, the, the Cook's route was amazing, the, how he got two to, to guys, click. right? He, he faked kind of in, out, and then goes back in, and both the safety and the corner bid on it. Um, 
But I'll tell you when you when you ask what stood out, I thought the offensive line might have had one of its three best straight games. games without a sack allowed. Yeah. Yep. And and I, and I thought it was um, indicative of how they were playing on the uh, the screen pass, the dottle. When you saw Biotish and Zach Martin pull, yep. they got their guys, and then Ferguson took care of the last guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know Dottle gets all the credit, but that was some offensive line play that was it's nice much, to, much nice better. It's nice to see Biotis pulling around there like he was Kelsey or somebody. Yeah. yeah okay, uh, to close it out, uh, as you were going down your legal pad, I was doing some research. Uh, what Producer Supreme told us about how much money David Tepper makes and or what he's worth, mm-hmm. uh, which is in the range of $20 billion. And when you let a coach go and a coaching staff, and I threw out $40 million decision, that would be the equivalent of um, someone who makes $100,000 a year Making a two hundred dollar payment. <laughs> I was going to say twenty thousand. It's two hundred dollars payment for a for a one for, for someone who makes one hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars a year. Simple. That's the equivalent. Yeah. Okay, what's well, forty million dollars to twenty million dollar? Oh hell! I Let me see what I have I, in my wallet. I still think it's the wrong move. Still think that's, I think it's still a hasty move. Like Spag say, unless. He has someone else in mind. Yep. All right. That does it. We went overtime on a Monday. Oh, a Thursday edition of uh, Mix Shots. And we will see you again on Friday or Tuesday. Go Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!